Welcome to Have the you guys ever review. Shit on a small child. Where we review media, products, and experiences. My name is Steven. I am your host. I'm also joined with your co-hosts, Chris, Trey, and Tucker. Like full on diarrhea. <laughs> like on a child? Yeah. No. Okay. I've had I think a, that's illegal in a lot of states. Yeah, right? I've had a child full diarrhea on me. Yeah. That was my child. And you're gonna get to experience that pretty soon, right? Yeah, you're yeah. almost there. Yeah, especially ones that climb up the back. Oh yeah. Mm. Oh. oh, it goes all the way to the hair. It'll happen. <laughs> it's not if but when. Oh, I have a story for y'all. Oh Jesus. I, I don't like the segue. Already? I do not like the segue. <laughs> So, my first time I was working at a rent-to-own company in North Alabama, <clears throat> we had a new regional manager that got hired, and he was in the stories meeting everybody, and my immediate supervisor in the accounts department, I went to, like, fart on him. <laughs> yeah. And I ended up shitting my pants, so I had to go tell my boss, who was with the new regional manager, like, hey, I gotta go home for like 10 minutes. I'll be right back. Uh, it's because I shit my pants. <laughs> so normally we don't start with stories this early, but uh, I guess we're going that's, to that's this terrible. time. Everybody's shitting their pants. Oh, absolutely. <sighs> Just maybe not in public. Now, no. Not having to tell your boss and his boss. <laughs> so. Not in many, many, many years. <laughs> Did you do the grab and run? No, nah, dude. It, 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 it was a squeeze and instant regret. <laughs> Campbell and lost. God bless. All right. Well, uh, I guess we're going to get into how our weeks were. Hopefully, nobody shut their pants. Maybe they really? did. Um, I guess. How do anyone have a? I don't. I never even think about which order we're going to go in. So I guess we'll just go in reverse reverse order this time. If I could start with Chris, that sounds good. Okay. So Chris, how was your week, buddy? Uh, it was been pretty good. You know. Um, found out why my dog has. Uh, been throwing up everywhere yeah that's That's okay i guess that's a good thing yeah yeah yeah. so apparently he has acid reflux (laughs) yeah no he has to take a pill every night yeah it's a serious condition guys i mean i have it i have it too but i'm not a dog i'm i'm like 90 percent sure it was coming from eating the charcoal out of the fire pit i'm pretty sure that was what it was from Uh, that's a possibility yeah so now he's gonna be on acid reflux pill for the rest of his life Okay, well, that sounds exciting. Trey, how about you, buddy? Uh, you know, same old, same old. I mean, you know, just took a new job. You know, made like three times what I make. But, Woo! You know. Yay! All Trey. right. Yeah. We're so, so, congratulations. Thank you. So, I'm finally going to be able to earn more than my wife does. Just like everyone else at this table except for Tucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's awesome, though. No, congratulations, man. No, that's, I appreciate I, it. I, you literally just found out about this. Yeah, I just got the offer literally on the way over here. We're recording on a Saturday. We're usually on Sundays, and we waited for about an hour on Trey to get here. Not to complain. That's not a complaint. That's not a complaint. We, I knew what you were doing. I told them what you were doing, but I didn't tell them everything. I just said that you were at a job interview and didn't know anything else about it. So, Just so everyone's clear, he's not giving up his position as a fluffer. No. Mm. Continuing to fluff mm. on the side. About as fluffy as a fucking potato. <laughs> Tucker, how about you? How was your week? Uh, it was Nobody hard. gives a shit. Oh, damn. <laughs> Told you it was too loud. You didn't <laughs> fucking listen. Literally scared me this time. It was a big week at work. Um, <laughs> we had a. Anyway, let's get started with the movie. <laughs> I, I, I hadn't gone yet, and I feel like I, I, I had a. I, you scared a story out of me. Like I literally had something I was going to tell you about this week, and I totally forgot what it was. Remember, I, to- I even told you, Chris. Uh, yeah. What? 
<laughs> he just gave up. <laughs> sort of like Tucker's hairline. <laughs> Tell your story. How was your week? Because maybe mine will come back. I don't know what the fuck I was going to say now. <laughs> it was something about, oh yeah, it was, uh, it was trial week. We had a, had a pretty big murder trial this week. Oh yeah. Um, I, I wasn't the case agent on this, but our lead detective, he was in trial all week and jury was out for about three and a half, four hours and found that motherfucker guilty of intentional murder. So nice. Night, night, enjoy prison. Nice. Why is he a motherfucker? I'm just assuming at this point. Hmm. Maybe he doesn't mean literally. Hmm. Could be. He may <clears throat> have a wife and have kids. Could be too. Uh, he doesn't have a wife, but he probably has kids. So mm. he is a motherfucker. Anyways, um, not not touching that my one, week. <laughs> I'm trying. To, like, God, there really was. I had something I was going to tell y'all, and it just it's gone from my brain. I have no idea what it is now. So you came and saw me at work today. I did come see you walk. Brought brought, brought my daughter with you to see you at work. Oh God, I don't remember. It obviously wasn't that eventful. Obviously, like, just, yeah, you didn't tell me at work. No. Once again, you didn't tell me anything. <laughs> but we had a daddy daughter date night. We did have a daddy daughter date night the other night. That was pretty fun. Yeah. That was fun. I don't. Wait, I don't which, encourage. Which one of you is the daddy, and which one of you is the daughter? Yeah, I don't encourage y'all dating each other's daughters. Hey, daddy! Please, God, no. <laughs> we are definitely moving on now. All right. So this week we're going to review the it's movie Backdraft. Uh, in case anyone didn't hear me, I said we're reviewing Backdraft. Yeah. This was the worst poker movie I've ever seen in my life. Poker movie? Yeah. What? I'm afraid to even ask. He showed his hands. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Okay. Movie is directed by Ron Howard. The music is composed by Hans Zimmer. Screenplay by Gregory Wyden. Starring Jack Russell, William Baldwin, Robert De Niro, Donald Sutherland. Jack Russell. Kurt (laughs) Russell. I think you meant to say Kurt Russell. Did I say Jack Russell? You said Jack Russell. Jack Russell's a fucking dog. (laughs) (laughs) Well, to be fair. To be be fair. fair, It's probably named after a person. Kurt Russell. I'm sorry, guys. I, I don't know what I was thinking. I'm a little tired today, so... Uh, Robert De Niro, Donald Sutherland, Jennifer Jason Lee, and unfortunately not Robert Patrick. And Ron Howard's brother. Oh, and uh, you yes. had uh, Rebecca De Mornay. Um, she just wasn't on the top list. I noticed that as well. Yeah, yeah. In He's fact, in every one of his movies. Well, I was going to ask true. you a trivia question, but you just fucking ruined it. Thanks a lot. <laughs> is he like he's like an over? How many Ron Howard movies is his brother in? Every one. Every one of them. Yeah. All right. All right. Did you have like a specific number though? No. Oh, you're just going to say all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. Yeah. All right. It was released on May 24th, 1991. The budget... I've got another one. Okay. How many Kurt Russell movies does he wear a tank top in? All of them. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> All right. Well, y'all fucking outsmarted me this time. All right. Uh, it, it was made on a budget of $40 million, which is $76.8 million in today's dollars. The box office was $152 million, which is $292 million in today's budget. It grossed $77.9 million domestically, $74.5 million internationally for a gross of $114.4 million. Mm. So you can call it a box office success, yeah. correct? Well, it, it did have a uh, sequel that came out like two years ago. Yeah, 2019. Ago. 2019. Yeah. I don't know anything about that one. I hadn't seen it. No. Let me guess. It's about a fucking fire. It's got... Um, damn retread. William... Uh, William uh, H. Bal- Macy? It's got William Baldwin in it and yeah. um, not Kurt Russell or Jack Russell. Is Donald Sutherland? And not, no, I don't think Donald's not in that one either because he's he's gone. Uh, is he? 
I think Donald Sutherland is, is dead. I don't think so. <laughs> I think he's dead. Dang, he's not. Don't call the dude dead. I don't know. Hey, somebody shared like a picture the other day on Facebook, and it was Michael J. Fox hugging like Christopher Lloyd, and I'm like, holy shit, Christopher Lloyd's still alive. <laughs> okay, well, if Donald Sutherland's dead, nobody's told him. Okay, so oh, he's not shit. dead. So maybe it is Donald Sutherland. He's a fucking zombie. So uh, this movie was actually nominated. I don't think it won, but it was nominated for three Oscars, which is uh, sound effects and editing, uh, visual effects, and best sound. So, but like I said, I don't think it actually won any of them. Mm. See, that's the problem with drinking Coke. It's going to make me burp. I mean, it does have better special effects than Terminator 2. I said that already you, you, earlier today. Guys I'm are with fucking you on it. high. Especially the end of it. Like, I know, the, the, the effects were great. great, great. But I mean, the it, fucking lightning so much better in this one. <laughs> because there wasn't any? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, there was now a little bit of arc lightning in it from the electrical outlet, but we'll, that'll be later. <laughs> <laughs> God, I hate y'all so much. Uh, anyways, okay, so we opened in 1971. Two, little, two young brothers are fighting about how to wear their firefighter equipment when the alarm sounds. The younger, younger brother, Brian, is asked if he wants to ride along and see what his dad does. They arrive at what seems to be a routine fire, save a little girl. Sorry, I'm reading from the screen now, and I'm not used to this big screen compared to the little one. So, uh, When Brian notices the fire acting funny and then witnesses his father, his father dying in an explosion. Fast forward 20 years later, Brian McCaffrey has grown and is shown to have passed his fireman test again and looking to get placed at a station, which he bribed a chief to do so. Meanwhile, a man gets blown up opening his door, because there's no other way to describe that part. Outside the bar, Brian bumps into Jennifer Jason Lee's Jennifer. Not a lot, big stretch there. After, a, after an exchange, Brian and the other firemen go to the scene. Brian, Brian sees his brother Stephen, and he learns Stephen has transferred him to the station he wants him at, which is his station, number 17. De Niro's Ronald Rimgale is shown investigating the fire. So, there's first little chunk. All right, so I'm going to start off with this. I'm pretty sure even in 1971, a fucking eight-year-old is not going to be able to hop on a fire truck when they're going out to a call. That it. seems like a stretch. They didn't need more seatbelts. <laughs> I don't know, 1971. I mean, we could ask Chris. I was going to say Chris. Yeah, no. Well, his dad wasn't a firefighter. That's true, too. No, but the seatbelt part, though. Like, I, I remember my grandma's car. It didn't have uh, seatbelts in it. Yeah, no one wore seatbelts. come with it. Except for Trey, because he had a tendency to fall down. Well, we all sat like yeah. in the back no, of the station helmets. wagon and just bumped yeah. around. That was the best. Yeah, no seatbelts. And, and did anybody notice that Kurt Russell's character, they did such a good job with the transformation from dad to son. <laughs> it was yeah. literally yeah, totally, changed the haircut and yeah. shaved the mustache. Yeah, totally, totally, totally changed them up. I, I was really surprised. I didn't know it was the same guy, actually. Until the, credit, kind of, kind of the credits rolled. Which is ironic, because usually like, fathers will pass on that Gene to the sons where they wear tank tops. <laughs> <laughs> Those fucking wife beaters, you know? Uh, Look, I can't say anything. I wear a wife beater usually. That explains the gold chain, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the fact his wife earns more money than him. I feel like that's also another trait. Hey, so, okay, here's here, this. I don't know. Here's a good little tr- piece of trivia for you. So the All scene, of them. All of them? I don't know. That was the answer to the other two trivia questions. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, so uh, in, in when... Back in 71, when the dad, you know, when they're pulling up, and there's a guy who's like, come on, man, all my stuff's up in there. You know who that is? David Crosby from Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Oh, wow. I did not know that. Uh-huh. That's cool. I, was, I, I watched it. I was like, I actually re- rewound it and watched it again. I was like, is that? Because it's the mustache. Yeah. And so I Googled it. Sure enough, that's, hmm. you know. How about that? You know what I found very weird? How many people run out of burning buildings without their baby? <laughs> It seemed to happen a lot in this movie. I'm telling yeah. you, like, 
You couldn't mean like save a fucking kitten or something? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Instead I mean, of like all these fucking parents that shouldn't have kids. It's, you not, know? it's not even women and children first. It's just women first. Clearly. Fuck them kids. Pretty much. <laughs> so that... Uh, oh, speaking of fucking them kids. Oh, Jesus. Oh, that is not a good segue. <laughs> oh, I was gonna. I was gonna ask if you found your guy. Yeah, we uh, we did find him. Okay, good deal. So he, he's not a problem anymore. Women and well, children now safe, courtesy of Tucker the me, potato. Let me, let me rephrase that. He's no longer our problem because he's in Montgomery. Mm. Oh. Mm. Mm. Just got Tucker skulking around, looking looking at girls on the side of the road. I'm telling you. Did y'all see that video of that woman that tackled like the peeping Tom? Yes. That's pretty sweet. She, that played, had, she played rugby somewhere. That was solid form. <laughs> hey, Tucker, do you ever go undercover? Do you like put the mustache and the glasses on? or <laughs> Only when he goes to porn shops. And the white gloves on. <laughs> when he visits the love stuff. <laughs> I've actually been in there a long time ago. I, I go like once a week. I was going to say, long time ago meaning what, Thursday? Well, no, when we had um, <laughs> when we had Nick's bachelor party. And oh, I bought yeah. the, uh, the inflatable... I think it was a sheep. sheep. It was yeah. a sheep. Sheep. Yeah. We put a shot glass in his ass, and every time uh, Nick took a drink, he had to drink it out of a sheep's ass. All right, story time. <laughs> oh. I mean, no, seriously. <laughs> Wait, you have a story? You're asking for the story. Oh, I got a story. Oh. <laughs> About drinking out of a sheep's ass? Uh, sort of. Okay. Uh, did wow. you know that... You won't eat salsa, but you'll take a shot out of a sheep's ass, okay? No, I mean, it's slightly related. Um, during my bachelor party, we were going to New Orleans, and we drove in a rented minivan, but we had a blow-up doll. Like a, and a woman blow-up doll. Yes, female blow-up doll. And, you know, we would hang it out the window and, like, wave it at other cars, you know, like like idiots. And did you know that you can pop a blow-up doll with a pretzel stick in the ass? <laughs> that does not surprise <laughs> me. It happened. We lost her. <laughs> Gone too soon. On the way down there. Yeah. Didn't I even make I don't it. feel like we should be surprised by this. I'm not really, actually. <laughs> well, if so I had done this this little sheep trick with a couple of bachelor parties. It was, it's a fun thing. Cause you carry around a Sharpie. I would have a red and a black Sharpie or a red and a blue or whatever. And so basically anyone could come up and they'd buy you a shot and they could sign the sheep. And then you take the shot out of the, 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 the ass of the sheep. That was kind of, you know, it was a little gimmick. It was fun. The girls would sign a red, the guys would sign in black. We even had, um, one year we had, I think it was, a, uh, the people that live in Atlanta, or over in Georgia. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he had an Auburn football player signed like right around the butthole. <laughs> but when we went with Nick, he, he his drunk ass, we're getting on the, the drunk bus to go home, and he drops it, shatters the, the shot glass, and punctures the... Were we going home or were we going to supper club? I don't really remember. No, we were leaving supper club. Oh, uh, were we? Okay. We were leaving supper club. Okay. All right, so, let's, let's, let's get back on the movie. Yeah. Uh, one last thing about the this opening shot. Did y'all notice it was the first... They made the fire have like... A sound like it's not just crackle, crackle, pop. It had that like like a hissing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, gave it well, life. So I want to say this. Do you remember when um, when Brian and Tim they run out of the bar and Tim's yelling, "It's a boxer two eleven or whatever he's saying." No, because the fire trucks go by and they're everybody's all excited. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And then Brian and Tim run down oh, to uh, run down to the. <laughs> that's to the a picture from my bachelor party. I see that. That's that's that's. Something. What's that shirt you're wearing there, Trey? Uh, it's the Pussy Patrol shirt. Oh, friend. Oh, That's awesome. exactly what it's a reference to. And we all have names on the back. So, and this is a reference to a show called The Inbetweeners, which is a hilarious, genius British coming of age show that anyone should watch that we highly recommend. But so, we all had mustaches. <laughs> <laughs> 
Pusse Patrol. Mm-hmm. God, so terrible. All right. Anyway, so but, about- yeah, so they, they run down to the fire scene, and they and the two, these two probie officers that haven't even started their first day at the mm-hmm. firehouse bust up on a scene mm-hmm. and start basically saying, "Let me help! Let me help!" Which would never actually happen. Which would never fucking happen. And then you've got the guy that's been thrown through the the window or the windshield of his car. Mm -hmm. He's sitting there with 10 civilians standing around gawking, snapping pictures. The first thing you do on a scene is secure secure it. it. Get people the fuck back. He also had the news. Like, did you see that? The news camera was recording. You you can't make the media leave, no. But you can make them stay back a safe distance to where they're not interfering with with rescue efforts. They're not usually, never even mind that. That guy wasn't getting rescued. They're not, like, filming, like, the actual death. Yeah, the dead body. I mean, they usually at least censor that somewhat, you know? Yeah. Depending on which Facebook groups you're in. Yeah. Thanks for adding me to that one. You're welcome. All right, so Brian goes to Stephen's house to see him and finds out from Stephen's wife, Helen, that Stephen does not live there anymore. Brian finds him at their living on their dad's old boat. They share some exposition and history about Brian quitting the fire academy before. Stephen tells Brian not, not to be late the next day because uh, it's his first day. We cut the next day, and Brian's car, of course, will not start. So he runs to the station as the engines are pulling out to a, to a call. We meet some of the other firemen on the way. They enter the building uh, looking for the fire and begin fighting it. And this, like... It's a pretty cool, like, I'm just going to kind of cut into my thing. Ron Howard said that he wanted these firefighting scenes to be like like a gun battle or something. Like combat. Like Yeah, like combat, like an actual fight. So, uh, so I will say this, just because I've, I've done it before. When they pull up on the scene and they uh, they had that car parked in front of the fire hydrant and they bust the, the window windows. Out. Now that is fun. Yeah. I've, I've done that before. It is fun. Why were you busting out windows for a fucking firefighter? Well, well it wasn't for a firefighter. Um so, story from when I was a rookie, I had a uh, vehicle rollover on 280. A uh, guy wound up having a heart attack while he was driving down the road. Well, the doors were locked. Um, two or three civilians were on scene. I was the first responder there. I go and try to open the door, knock on the glass. This guy slumped over his steering wheel, so I pulled out my baton and whoosh, dragged nice. him out and started CPR. How have you been doing this for years and you're still considered a rookie? <laughs> <laughs> He just doesn't learn. So, okay. So they start using the fire as a character, talking about how it moves. One of the firemen falls through the floor, and they and they save him. All of them save him, and he's he's saying, you know, let me go where to go. And the, the the quote: "If you go, we go." Brian observes some very strange fire behavior before rescuing a mannequin. Brian and Stephen then have some words about the team and working together. Rim Gale arrives and is asked by the mayoral candidate candidate. Oh shit, Swayzik. If he Swayzak. is Swayzak, excuse me. If he is dragging his feet investigating the fire because his office has made because his office had made cuts to the fire budget. Stephen sees him, comes down and is very aggressive, aggressive towards Swayzak, claiming three men had died that year because of his cuts. Brian sees that Jennifer is an aide to Swayzak. So why, why do you have a My Little Pony sticker on your computer? <laughs> There's not a My Little Pony sticker. Sure, looks like one. No, it's just like hearts. It's and a unicorn some stars, with a rainbow coming out of its ass, and it's it's <laughs> kind of watercolory because it's my daughter's computer. Okay, yeah. that that's what I was getting at. Yeah. So um, it's better than the iPad, and so, I can and I can play. I actually have sound clips this time. Well, just delete the porn off before you give it back. I would, would never erase, even. Erase the I would browser never history. even. Never even. No, that's too much for me. You leave the porn Even on? for me, that's... No. What? That's weird. <laughs> I mean, I'm not using her... No. Absolutely not. Really? 
You you wouldn't no. crank one out with that? Nope. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> My daughter's computer, man. I mean, a computer's a computer. That's how I view it. No. Absolutely not. So, Tucker, what were you trying to say now? Thank so, you. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ, Trey. So, does anybody notice that throughout the whole, and it's kind of a theme throughout the movie, like you said. It was fun the, being on this podcast with you, Chris. <laughs> I'm not going to be invited back. <laughs> they make the fire as almost a sentient living thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, and that's, that's a theme for the whole movie. M- moving through the walls, yeah. and it's cr- climbing through the ceiling, and all that stuff. Um, and the way they actually got some of those shots, because fire doesn't actually crawl across mm-hmm. the floor like that. They had to hang a camera from the ceiling and, or. They filmed it upside down. Filmed it upside down yeah. so that it would look like it was crawling across the floor. So it was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, does anybody notice that, that, Steven's character or uh, Kurt Russell's character Steven he never uses uh, the gas mask an SCBA yeah is that a gas mask yeah, self-contained breathing apparatus it's, it's yeah. the face mask SCBA. doesn't use a respirator yeah, yeah. I, I actually I, I, so every, why is everyone wearing a gas mask but Kurt, Kurt Russell yeah, is, so, a, is a note it's Jack Russell <laughs> <laughs> yeah all those I don't think they make, I don't think like, they make respirators for dogs they might don't they don't. might but no, again, I've got friends that are firefighters, and I was texting them while I was watching this movie, and of course, they've all seen it, you know, a hundred times. Right. But one of the things they were quick to point out was those scenes where they're going into these buildings in these houses without their uh, tanks on and their, their SCBAs, uh, you'd be unconscious in minutes, 30 seconds. Yeah, from all the smoke. From, from the smoke inhalation, because it's going to suck out, you're not going to be able to get oxygen. Yeah. So that's, that's complete bullshit. I, I read that um, while they get a lot of stuff right, but they get a lot of stuff wrong in this movie, as far, and that there's no, visually, you can't see that much. The, between the smoke and the steam from the water and everything, you just can't see. So, But, yeah, I mean, it's I a movie. Think, you know, we got to do it. I've actually got, had to go into a house that wasn't, it wasn't on fire. Mm-hmm. So, I'm not saying I went into a house that was on fire, but it, it was full of smoke, and it was... <laughs> I've well, been in a house full this, of smoke, too. This dude, yeah. this, this, this dude, this dude <laughs> dumbass... <laughs> left his food on the stove and took a nap so of course it yeah. all the water dried up and it was it the other smoke though that was the problem was there smoke yeah, was it, it wasn't that kind of smoke the other smoke was I mean, involved maybe why he let was the food it, on the smoke, stove smoke on the water I mean he, he may have had so he may have had some other smoke like that? that caused him to go to Good sleep reference. and forget he had food yeah. but so, um, yeah so we had to go in I had to go in there because you know somebody in there in the so I, I was a bit of a pyro growing up like, like nah not you I know is that ter- is that really surprising <laughs> like, to all of you like most kids were and so I, I've got a couple of fire stories I, I'm going to try to pepper in here, but so That's pepper. What I, like. I know, right? So this one, speaking of smoke and inside and everything, when I was about, I don't know, I was maybe ten years old. Me and my buddy up the street. So what we do is we literally buy models and we build them and then we blow them up and burn them. And so one time I thought it'd be really good to get this. I can't even remember what it was. It was an airplane or something. We built it. And we'd film it too. I have. A, I literally have a VHS tape at my house right now, and it literally says on there explosions. And it's all these just different things that I filmed blowing, blowing up. So we decided to blow this one up inside my wooden treehouse. So that's not really smart. I'm going to just throw that out there. Yeah, and, old dried wood, fire. Yeah. What can possibly go so, wrong? So nosy neighbor. We we have no, we, no, no, that wasn't even a problem there. It was a big, big house, big lot. Um, oh, I'm sorry, had, Richie Rich. <laughs> so we had, uh, we also had lighter fluid. He's from Mountain Brook. No, fuck you. <laughs> Wait, no, it's Vestavia. It's Vestavia, yeah. yeah he Vestavia. Can't Mountain Brook. <laughs> no, want to be in Mountain Brook. What are you talking about? Everyone wants to live in Mountain Brook. Nah, snobby assholes. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> so, no, so, so... If so, you got to choose between rich or poor, would you choose fucking poor ever? I'm hanging out with you three. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you couldn't make that choice. Right. <laughs> that choice was made for me. 
So anyway, so we start burning this model. I'd literally go, oh, I think it'd be really cool if there was fire going up the walls. And so I take lighter fluid and I start spraying it from the burning model on the wood up the wooden walls. And it's just, mm. there was a lot of bad decisions, man. And apparently we were getting our house painted. The painter saw all this. There was literally flames coming out the window and goes and gets my mom and is like, hey, you might want to go check this out, mom. And she was, oh, she was livid. I was, I was grounded for a while. It was, yeah, it was not a good... <laughs> But yeah, not not the smartest move. That's just mm. one of many I've got. So, sorry. Yeah. Anyone? Anyone nah, else? Let's, let's keep going. Keep going. <clears throat> okay. So back at the firehouse, Brian and Tim are showering, and Tim is psyched about how intense their first fi- their first fire on their first day was. Uh, they talk about how the fire is an animal. The quote unquote probies are called down to make lunch. Well, I guess they were kind of pranked down to make lunch because they were almost still naked. The company is then shown attending Chief Fitzgerald's retirement, which they find out Brian is on the front front page of the paper, incorrectly giving credit for saving someone from the fire. Swayzak offers Brian a job to help uh, Rim, Rimgale investigate the, the fires, which he turns down. Stephen then starts a fight with the guy that is dancing with his estranged wife. Which do we? Did anyone catch who that actually was? No, I didn't. They don't really. They didn't really. I didn't know. I kind of missed something. I, I got maybe it was maybe it was just a date. It was or just whatever. a date. Yeah, I, I, don't know. I don't know. They didn't imply they were dating, just dancing. But anyways, okay. Well, he was sitting next to her at the yeah. At the it was table, his arm so. on her. Yeah, yeah. I stuck yeah, I mean, they, he, was, he was definitely see, macking on. Her. I got I got confused because I thought that was I thought that was Jennifer Jason Lee's character because they because they're both blonde and I just I yeah. I got distracted at that point. My daughter came in. I was yeah. trying to anyways. Okay, so Brian goes. Uh, Brian takes takes Stephen to the boat because they're super drunk and or because Stephen's super drunk. <laughs> Been there. <laughs> and, and they share a brotherly moment. What is today? Uh, Saturday. Okay. Yeah, so later on tonight. Uh, just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, but not really. We, we, we see a montage of, uh, of them training and fighting fires, and it ends with Stephen and Brian racing up the stairs, carrying hoses, and it ends with them arguing on the roof. Yeah. All right, so... Yep. Um, so it, it definitely seemed like his wife had a type, though. She was very much a firefighter chaser. Oh, she was a badge bunny. Straight up a badge bunny. That's a thing. That is a thing. That I is mean, a thing. I mean, that's sort of rounding firemen into like a whole different level. I know it's not the firemen; it's the women they get, and it's the same with police officers too. It's they're called badge bunnies. Not for firemen though. Yeah, well, those hose draggers get hot women. Trust me. No, I mean I get they hot. I get that they get hot women because like they're in better shape than police officers typically. <laughs> He's not wrong. That's why they have calendars. Police officers, nah. And they get like a segment on like C-SPAN for like you know hurting some poor kid. Yeah, what do the women that hang around with the firefighters look like? Hotter than the ones that hang around the police station. Police, yeah, exactly. Yeah. All them hookers. All I mean, the, I, no, the, I mean, the that's heads. what I meant. The, the police ones. Wrong. Oh, the police ones. Yeah. Um, so I'll tell you what you do. Here's here's a good example. Probably for like meth heads. I want you to when you get a chance one night around ten ten thirty. Get in your car, go up to exit 62, <laughs> and go ride through the hotels. Take a ride like you're going to Columbus and ride through the parking lot of the hotels. You know someone in Scotland is really going to get this reference. You need to paint a better picture. Okay. Yeah. So if you're... That any, one is, person in Amsterdam that's Is listening. anyone familiar with the term lot lizard? Sadly, I am. <sighs> Do you have a story concerning a lot lizard, Trey? Uh, n- not that I know of. <laughs> Actually, I do. Huh. Oh Jesus! Please tell. <laughs> Wait, are you, you talking ha- about the one from Opelika? No, <laughs> no. You have a great story about a lot lizard, the one who gave a blowjob at. Oh North Point. yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> no, she never gave it. So you're you're right. This was this happened. Um, 
years ago, actually. I haven't seen this girl in years. Uh, she was one of our local lot lizards, a little prostitute. She'd do anything for five bucks. She goes to this truck stop on, on 280 <laughs> and, and basically assaults a trucker. This truck driver calls us. We go out there, and he says, yeah, this crazy guy, this crazy lady this climbed up. Hold on. Climbed up in the cab of my truck and said, hey, give me 20 bucks. I'll suck your dick. And the guy was like, no, get the fuck out of my truck. <laughs> she pulls a knife on him and goes, no, you're going to give me $20 to suck your dick. <laughs> so, I mean, credit to her for not straight robbing the guy, but... I'm going to perform a service and you're going to pay me for it. You're going to pay me for this blowjob. I'm getting this shot in the mouth and 20 bucks. I wonder if it was, it probably would end up being unenthusiastic as well. (laughs) (laughs) Throwback to the weatherman. That's funny. That's a spritz nipper now. That is a spritz nipper. I I actually got approached one time. I was, I was probably 17 or 18 or something and I was driving to Tennessee. I'd not made this drive many times to to visit my dad or I might've been going home. I don't remember. And I was approached, and it was a dude, and he was in like Daisy Duke short shorts, and he was like, "Hey, which way are you heading?" I was like, uh, "Away from you." Wait, I was like, "Wait, is this how you met Tucker?" <laughs> He's like, "I'm trying to get away from Andalusia or Op or wherever the fuck you're from." <laughs> no, I go, I go, uh, I don't know where are you going. He's like Tennessee. I was like, heading to Alabama. Sorry. <laughs> oh, Tucker's just a small town boy with big city dreams. Living in a lonely world. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, let's get back to the movie here. Uh, so, I would like to say I do also like how Celtic the, the the retirement thing was. They had the Celtic dancers and everything. Well, it's Chicago. It's one of the largest know, Irish populations in the country. I'm just saying it was it was kind of nice. Um, but so representation. I want to go back to that shower scene for a second. That, that I bet you do. I knew that was touching. I, I, I think I, I think I skipped he over about, a lot on it's that. His, it's his favorite scene. No, no. It, William Baldwin has it? a hairy ass compared to like the little other guy. I, you guys, you guys have played sports. There is etiquette in a shower. You stare straight ahead. You wash your hair. You wash your body, and you get the fuck out of there. You don't sit there and gargle from the damn. Is that what spigot. you do? He does. Yeah. Gar- he does gargle in showers. Yes. No. <laughs> but you don't. You don't sit there with a boner next to the guy because you just fought your first fire. Anybody realize who Tim is, by the way? Like who is like who is he really is? It's Jason Gedrick. He was in um, Iron Eagle. Hmm. Nobody's seen that. Not nope. ringing a bell. No idea. Jesus Christ, Chris. I know I've seen you, Iron Eagle. You've yeah. seen Iron. So you know he was the the. I didn't know I said that was though. Yeah, it's Jason Gedrick. But yeah. It was a terrible movie. That's I mean, do you, do you, do you have to it was a, it was a Top shower? Gun ripoff. Let's just let's yeah. be honest. It was a straight Top Gun ripoff. I don't think I've ever really, honestly, even uh, when I went to high school, I didn't do PE because stage crew counted as a phys- as as a PE, so I never had to do it. Oh, that's even sadder than I ever expected. <laughs> like that's almost worse than like his group shower, you know, in a fucking Jesus. school. Why is that worse? Because he awesome. was doing it with his mom and sister. Oh, <laughs> he was fucking homeschooled. Fuck He's like, all. the etiquette looks straight ahead. So no wait. shit, so you don't see mommy's private. Oh, Instead of like playing like basketball and you know whatever, kickball and all that, all that other stuff, you decided that you wanted to be a stagehand. Not a stagehand. It was stage crew, man. We were building sets and stuff. Oh, yeah. Make it sound manly. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. You just didn't hang want to go in, to hang PE. In light. Well, no, of course not. I don't want to go to PE. Wearing either. your fucking trench coat and shit to school. <laughs> Only until only until, <laughs> only until Columbine. <clears throat> that was 11th grade. Then I, um, I didn't get, but I didn't even get the trench coat until like midway through tenth grade. So, so not so, even like a full year. Who the fuck starts a fight at their chief's retirement? That Apparently, guy? A, a drunk dude. <laughs> Stephen. Yeah, does. but I mean, he's a lieutenant. 
True. You would get demoted or fired for that shit. No, he's a career yeah. lieutenant. And he can never advance past yeah, and, that. And the guy wasn't. A, well, I don't think we ever established that the guy he punched was a, was another firefighter. I think it was just. I a think it's pretty easily established. That, I guess. Yeah, I, I, think you can, I think you can kind of infer that that was probably a, another at a firefighter like Gala. Well, obviously he wasn't of a higher rank than a lieutenant. Maybe he was just like under. Or, or maybe sergeant. maybe. Maybe Steven didn't care. Maybe he's just like, fuck it. And because he's well, that he drunk. Was, I was just going to say, he well, was he's like, this guy's fucking my ex-wife. You Try, know, like, at least trying to. Yeah. I think he was. Probably. So. He got in there. I, I did do some looking up while, while, they were, while they were playing that little training montage, work montage, where they were like responding to calls and working got, accidents and stuff. I got one of those too. Um, the Chicago Fire Department. So they, they're big city. Those guys respond to something like 3,000 fires a year. Really? 3,000 actual fires. How ironic that they based this film like in a city that actually burned to the ground because a fucking goat kicked over a goddamn lantern. <laughs> like, you know, like the whole fucking city burned. Like, let, let's I mean, base this bah. fire department there. Yeah, and that didn't that fire destroy H.H. H. Holmes' murder castle? I think it did. Mm. I don't think it destroyed that. I thought it did. I don't remember. I don't think so. When, when, wait, when was, the Chicago, when was the Chicago fire? Oh, we're going to have to Google this. Well, while you're Googling that, so as far as the montage goes, I don't know if you noticed, at the very end of it, uh, Kurt Russell, Steven takes off his jacket. There's a guy that's a car wreck. He takes off his jacket and he puts it, there's a guy in the car, so he puts his jacket over. And I know it's just, it's a movie. They're just going for the shot. But this guy just, like, the guy comes in with the saw and it sparks start, start flying. But yeah. he, he's cutting like at the handle. He's not yeah. cutting at um, 1871. That's before the murder. Yeah, because that was the 1890s, right? I think it was. No, it was at the World Fair, so it was like 19. Yeah, I was going to say 20s, 30s. No. Yeah, Chicago H- World Fair, Google that. Yeah, H.H. Holmes. But no, they start cutting at the handle. Like normally. Why did you turn into the fucking Google bitch? <laughs> <laughs> Since you got any job. Because I'm talking. Uh, all right. So normally I, you've been there at, at, when there's a wreck. Don't they cut like at the at the joints? They cut at the posts. Yeah, yeah, not just at the door handle. Yeah, <clears throat> just saying. I mean, just something I noticed. I'm not, not a complaint. I get it. They're 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 wanting the sparks to fly. Plus, also they would have used jaws of life, which that's not jaws of life. That's just. No, well, I mean, they have those too. They have well, yeah. jaws of life, yeah. and they have those saws because I've seen them have to <clears throat> do me. stuff like that. To anybody want to guess? Uh, Chicago warfare. Mm-hmm. 8, 8, 9, 1898. Hell, I don't know. I, I mean, you lived through it, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that was what, Anita. What was Edison like, by the way? Pretty groovy guy. Yeah. <laughs> Stole a bunch of patents. 1893. 1893. Oh, wow. Good call. So Don't don't congratulate him too much. Well, yeah. <laughs> that was one of my favorite episodes of, of Time Suck. It is a good episode. Shout out to Dan Cummins. If you ever listen to us. He'll never listen to us. <laughs> he might. He might. That man I, uh, would rather like throw shit at the wall than <laughs> fucking listen to this. <laughs> I do need to go back. It's been a while since I've listened to that one. Okay. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to remember. What was A.J. Holmes' real name? No fair. You just looked this shit up. I didn't. And I don't getting, have to. We're getting way off topic Because he has here. like a fucked up name. Yeah. I, I don't know. Herman Howard Holmes. I have no fucking clue. It's something like, I don't remember. It's Mudget. Mudget. Okay. All right. And they think about him for uh, Jack the Ripper. Uh, they, they, they've pretty much said that's not true. Yeah, yeah. Still Do you know who the biggest proponent was? One of his fucking descendants. It's like, oh, he was Jack the Ripper. It's like, no, well, the fuck enough. he wasn't. You okay. just trying to get your 15 minutes. And yeah, I don't think this much. is uh, <laughs> this is not the part. Let's see. The argument on the roof. What? I guess it's the next next fire where we get the Steven, right? 
Steven. So they arrive, at a, they arrive at a fire. Upon hearing their children inside, Stephen and Brian go charging in against the wishes of the other firefighters. The fire is showing uncharacteristic behavior, but they push forward. They bust the door, and Stephen haphazard, haphazardly charges in. Brian believes he's died when he, when he emerges carrying a child. And just a little sound clip real fast. Steven! I thought that was at the end of the movie. <laughs> no, that clip. no, that's no. that's in the middle of the movie. Okay. So that's going to be Tucker's new ringtone when I call now. <laughs> That'd be pretty funny. <laughs> Steven! <laughs> uh, so, but then Steven comes out carrying the child. Uh, they talk after, and Steven tells, asks Brian if it's time to leave, which he does. Brian calls Jennifer to accept the job offer from Swayzak. Brian arrives at Rimgale's office and sees the burns burns on his back. They both kind of give their view on how they see things and leave for Ronald Bartle's parole hearing. Bartle tells Brian about his complicated background with Rimdale, Rimgale after a brilliant <laughs> I know, shut up. After a brilliant move with a burned doll, he is denied parole. Uh, a man a man in a theater is shown unlocking a door then an explosion and it cuts to firefighters ex- explore, explaining how the explosion put the fire out before they even got there. Brian and Rimgale start investigating and ashamed glances from Stephen and the other firemen. A trip to a medical examiner helps Rimgale find out that the chemical found that there is a chemical found at both explosion scenes. So, uh, I just want to say the best actor in this whole movie is the fire. First off, number one, I best agree. character, nah, nah. best character is the fire. No, nah, the fucking mannequin. <laughs> <laughs> but second, is Donald Donald fucking Sutherland. Yeah, he is. He I agree. nails this thing. Like it is just so it's childlike and creepy at the same time, you know? So, I just oh. So he's had, he's had a parole hearing. Like they're they're Ronald's trying to get out of jail and he's he's tricked everybody. Um I know that fire investigators uh will will investigate arsons and stuff, but they don't bring forth criminal charges. Why were there no law enforcement officers present at a fucking parole hearing. Because it's a movie about fire. 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 I get that, but still. <laughs> fire. Firefighters and even even fire investigators aren't law enforcement. They can't put you in jail for arson. Yeah, but they can make you go, I want to burn everything. Burn the world. <laughs> With a half-burnt doll. So, uh, let's see. Uh, I also got that... I guess it was Steven charging, like even his company now, they're starting to kind of question like what he's doing. Why, why is he being so reckless? You know, that sort of thing that starts to kind of, kind of build a little bit. Y'all think he was secretly trying to kill his brother? No, I think, I, I think he's secretly trying to basically kill himself. Yeah. He's estranged from his wife. His, you know, he's having problems with her, probably getting laid. I mean, I'm just saying he wasn't doing all this reckless shit till his brother showed up. That well, I know of. Yeah. You didn't really see well, them before. I'm assuming he did, but you hear him talk. When, well, no, when one the other firefighter says, like he's just getting more reckless and reckless each time. True, well, but true. you hear the scene. That was after you, the first. You hear them when they when they both go back to the boat where he's talking about the fire's not going to get me. I'm better than I'm better than dad. I'm better than everyone. I know what the fire is going to do. And throughout the movie, you see that he's right a lot of the time. <laughs> not when it matters. <laughs> <laughs> but so no. is he, is he reckless or is he just that good? I mean, I think reckless. 
I, mean, I, I agree. But. He's lucky and reckless. It's amazing that he still had his eyebrows, with, like not wearing that fucking face shield, like going <laughs> hey, to all these fucking fires. Hey, the thing is, even if you burn them off, they will grow back. So I'm just saying, he just living, has them living now. proof of that. Tucker, since you have alopecia and your eyebrows are falling out, <laughs> like I mean, <laughs> how's, how's that treatment going? Have we uh, have we gotten to the high rise fire yet? <laughs> not quite. I got another fire story. I like it. Okay, mm-hmm. so. After my freshman year of college, um, I moved home. It was the last time I ever lived at home because that was a huge fucking mistake. And we had a lake house up on uh, Lay Lake. Was this the first time you got laid too? No. You know, you could have lived at like a you could have had like a better lake house if you lived in Mountain Brook. Just saying. Well, my parents had divorced at that point. Okay. So. Yeah. Yeah. Dad took all the money. <laughs> so, anyways, so um, but about a mile from my lake house, we'd always go up there and camp. We've been camping since like high school, right? Oh shit! I know the story. Yeah. And so, I mean, it, it, we're just out in the middle of the woods. Of course, we're, we're taking beers up there and drinking and just throwing them in the woods as kids do. So, I, I brought some college friends with me. We went out and camped. We, we got hammered out in the woods and just whatever. The next day, we get up and we're like, all right, well, it's time to go back to the house. And so, we, we literally, we pour, Jesus. <laughs> what the hell was that? Cup check. <laughs> No cup, huh? Everyone's laughing except for one person. <laughs> <laughs> Payback's going to be hell, motherfucker. Oh, God. So, anyways, uh, okay, long story short, we dump the uh, the cooler onto the fire and we leave. And about an hour later, I go for a jet ski ride. I just see smoke rolling off these the hills. And I was like, what the hell is going on? And so I go around the slough, and as I'm coming back, I can see kind of more, and I see the smoke is coming from the woods. And I was like, oh, fuck. And so... Drive back, drive up there, and sure enough, like, all the underbrush is on fire. Like, the woods are basically off. It's not, like, raging huge, but, like, all this underbrush. And so, I call 911. He's got a good grass fire going at that point. I've got a really good grass fire going. I call 911. They show up. My parents come back from a boat ride, and I'm guilty as fuck. I'm, I cannot hide guilt very well. And so, I tell them what happened. And they're, so, we go up there, and they're looking. All they see is just four plus years worth of beer bottles <laughs> that have now all the brush has been burned away and it's just <laughs> bottles and cans and they're like are these yours i was like absolutely not somebody else has been camping up here with i'm us. not the only one that camps up here mom how could you think that <laughs> yeah last time i ever camped at my lake house like ever since from then on she was like you're not camping out anymore i was like whatever but i was in college at that point so i was drinking in front of them anyway so do you ever go back just to do it now i should show you're a man i should but it's after that <laughs> that stepfather died That's oh, oh your, that, bi- your bio dad escaped yeah my, my biological father survived but yeah the, does have, this lead to the black widow stories kind of yes okay. unfortunately <laughs> uh but yeah the, we my mom let that lake house go after after that stepdad passed away you so. know what we should do we should go camp up at like martin this year I'm down for it. I cannot this one camp. Can. Why can you not camp? Because I don't breathe in my sleep, sir. Don't they make battery-powered CPAPs? Yeah. Okay, what like, am I, a fucking millionaire? Not that yet. sounds like a personal problem. <laughs> Stay up all night. <laughs> oh, dude. Uh, Sleep in a chair. Chris, you know this because you live in the same neighborhood as me. We are literally the first people to lose power, the last people to get it back. Anytime power goes out in town, yeah. 
Dude, I'm just up. Like, if you ever get bored, just come on down. <laughs> <laughs> so when my machine goes out, I'll just call you. Because mm-hmm. mine's out, too. <laughs> Do you have one, too? You have one too? Yeah, I have, a, I have a sleep machine, too. I need to get that's, one. That's two of us out. I need to get one. But I'll still go camping. I'll go fuck. I'd rather camp than breathe. If he dies, he dies. If he dies, he dies. <laughs> that's fine. I'll just be sitting out in the woods just jacking off because that's all I'm going to do. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Why? What else are you going to do when you're awake and everybody else is asleep? <laughs> you're going to see them look underneath rocks for some snails. <laughs> anyway, back to so, the movie. Clint Howard's in this movie, too. Did you know that? He's the medical examiner, yeah. Did you know that Clint Howard is in every one of Ron Howard's films? I didn't know that. Wow. We just heard this. Hey, I have an accidental fire story. An accidental fire story? Yeah, sure. I have a purposeful fire story. <laughs> All right, let's get through this next one, and then you can do the accidental fire. Okay. Fair? Well, why are you making him wait? Because I like him more than you, because you're a dick. <laughs> but he doesn't get uh, to tell uh, stories. He hardly ever tells stories, so we're going to so let him tell one. Let him tell it now. Because we just did stories. We need to kind of move the narrative along. Stay, so. on, stay on target. Stay on target. I mean, he wouldn't understand that reference. This movie sucks anyways. <laughs> oh. Are you trying to say his story's going to suck? No, I'm saying the <laughs> movie sucks. I'd rather talk about his story. Well, we'll have a chance to talk about his story after this next little bit. <laughs> Stephen and he- Helen argue on top of their roof. Rimgale has figured out how the killer is making the explosions. Brian is on a is uh, is on a political is at a pro- political rally ch- chatting with Jennifer. Then they visit. <laughs> don't even. They visit his new station as they rekindle their relationship on top of a fire truck. Stephen and the others are called to a building fire, but they have trouble finding it. Axe and Stephen argue about how to search for it and, and about waiting for backup. Tim hits the door without checking it, and it blows up, and he is severely burned. At the hospital, Stephen and Brian fight uh, again about responsibility. Brian tells Rimgale he wants to catch the fire starter. Rimgale gives him his fire philosophy about fire being a living thing that you have to love a little. Stephen and Helen seem to rekindle their relationship, which Helen ends the next morning. Ouch. Uh, Jennifer gets con- gets connecting info to Brian about the murders and Swayzak. They go uh, they go and talk to him only to catch the killer in the act, but the killer gets away and and they save Swayzak. Brian visits Ronald again, who sets him on his path of Brian suspecting Stephen. While searching his brother's locker, he sees Axe and the burn on his back that occurred when Brian was attacked at Swayzak's house. Stephen arrives at the firehouse and he tells Brian he knows it's Axe and that he'll talk to him. So we're kind of building up to everyone. I think at this part, it's kind of cool with the fire, like smoke and all just kind of going underneath the doors. Yeah, where it puffs out and then sucks back in. Yeah, it makes a sound and all like whenever they come out. It's like a little serial killer or something. Yeah, it is. That's pretty cool. I agree. This is about the point when I turned the movie off last night. Mm -hmm. This actually, the the fire is the best character, followed by Donald Sutherland and and then De Niro. And it's just, this for me, actually, this one started to drag. Mm-hmm. Like this movie could have been twenty to forty-five minutes shorter, and it'd still be a really good movie. But it's just like I don't think it was a good movie. But you know. I, I just want to point out how uncomfortable mm-hmm. would it be to fuck on top of a bunch of fire hoses? Those <laughs> things are canvas. I wouldn't know. I, mean, I have a friend who would though. <laughs> Seriously, he's he's a firefighter in somewhere else, and he, he told me he and his current wife like I don't know how or when, but they they banged on top of a fire engine. <laughs> I mean, it's That's just like getting cool. rug burns on your knees. I guess it depends can, on who's on. I can only imagine that would be, you know, pretty hard because that canvas is rolled up and it's pretty thick. So I don't know. Um, 
He likes things that are hard and thick. So in the high rise fire, when Tim gets burned, that was, that was uh, rough. My first question is, why do we really care about that character? He's in the movie for all of about seven minutes, and because he's, an he's idiot. young and like he's like he's fairly like a twenty one year old kid. Yeah, he's, he's, he's fairly idiot. he's fairly likable though. I mean, he's he's, he's happy go lucky. Yeah. yeah. Well, and plus that's you know Baldwin's. Like, buddy, buddy, I mean, yeah, they, they went they through went, training they and everything the, with. They so. went to the fire academy together, but that doesn't make him a good person. It doesn't make him smart. It doesn't make him likable. Just like you going to the police academy. <clears throat> <laughs> yes, <laughs> but he's he I am invincible. He obviously didn't listen to what he was being taught by Stephen. Yeah, but, about but, checking the doorknobs. Yeah, yeah, but neither did like Baldwin's character when he broke off and like saved a mannequin. It's true. It's I'm, true. I mean, and you know, Baldwin's, right, right. Baldwin's not on Engine Seventeen anymore either. Because he's, he, he's working he for the chose, fire Because he chose to leave. Oh well, yeah, he did. But well, and here's the other thing. I mean, I'll give you this. Tim made a dumbass. It's one thing that Tim didn't check the handle. It's another thing that if you notice, every time that uh, Stephen would bust breach a door, he'd roll. He'd breach roll and roll yeah. out. Yeah. You don't stand in front of a double fucking door and just stand there and breach it and go, oh great. Like no, you <laughs> got to roll out and get out of the way. Like that's the whole point of whatever. But he didn't know. He's a rookie. He's a right. he's a, a, a what do they call him? Proby. And he even said that, you know, uh, Baldwin even said to him he shouldn't have been out there. Now no. you're talking about the, the fight in the ER? Yeah. He oh, says he like, shouldn't have been you out there. You burned him, Stephen. Yeah. So, I mean, even he said that, you know, he wasn't ready to go out there and wasn't, you know. Did anyone else think that, enough. like, when you saw him, like, getting loaded into the ambulance, that he looked like the Crypt Keeper? A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. At that point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Steven. So, I'm gonna so, do that every time. I like your shitty use of like sound effects. You like that? Yeah, it's funny, we're getting more high tech. It's awesome. I know. Um, I can't stop people from hitting the mics. <laughs> so, so Rim Gillen and Brian go in. They start to kind of figure out what's going on with these fires. But mm-hmm. at every single fire scene leading up to this, people have been smoking. People have been doing stupid shit. They're contaminating the fucking scene. Oh, yeah. all over. Yeah, like you're destroying and contaminating physical evidence. <laughs> it, was, it was like a tick or something. It was a sp- small spider, <laughs> but like. Uh, what I didn't understand the whole thing is like, Rimgale's smoking a cigarette would scrape something off and stick it under his nose. Like, I've, I've smoked before. You can't fucking, like, if you have a lit cigarette in your mouth, you're not smelling anything, you know? No. You're not a trained arson investigator either, bitch. It's true. That's true. Or a burn victim. Also, also. You're not. If. I mean, if you're finding accelerant, would you not want to have cigarette smoke or cigarettes near it? Like, I guess, wouldn't it, could it recombust? Well, I mean, it possibly could, but if you go back and look at pictures from the 60s and 70s, people are smoking around. All the time. When yeah. they're yeah. filling up their fucking car with gasoline. Because <laughs> apparently people, it wasn't. St- I still see people. Yeah, I, was about to, I was about to say I've seen that by the trailer park over Welcome here. fucking Alabama. <laughs> um, so when Jennifer gives the documents to Brian and Brian and, Sh- and uh, Rimgill, or Shadow, whatever you want to call him. Yeah, Shadow. I like that. Uh, we don't get, Shadow. but we only, we don't get that name until after we meet Donald Sutherland, like halfway through the movie. Yeah, that was and my it's, nickname it's, in high school. Oh yeah, you told me that story. Wait, what? What? I don't think I've heard the story. No, I haven't either. Uh, yeah. Do I want to hear this? Hang on, Chris hasn't gotten to tell a single story. I'll, yeah, I think it's his turn. <laughs> Which one do you want to tell? You want accidental fire or Shadow? Uh, both. Uh, I want to hear the Shadow story. Make, oh, him, no, make no, him into uh, one story. It's, it's not like something... Okay, well, it's Shadow, yeah. So when I was in high school, 
I played soccer and we played man man on man, you know. Okay. Defense and Were you shirts uh, or skins. <laughs> anyways, I'd be on whenever I would cover somebody, I'd you know be right there on top of them, so they call me Shadow. On him, just on him like a shadow. So he yeah, was on him like a shadow. I mean, it's pretty good. You were pretty competitive in like the girls' league, right? <laughs> <laughs> we did have some girls. It wasn't. We didn't have like the uh, girls and boys back then. It was co-ed. If girls wanted to play soccer, they had to play with boys. So what was it like wearing those wool uniforms? <laughs> like a real sweater. <laughs> the le- the leather beanie. Yeah, the leather beanie and like full length. It's polyester. I doubt it. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's the real quick? What's the accidental fire uh, story? Okay, so <clears throat> my mom lives uh, near where they shoot the fireworks off in uh, Opelika. And, uh, anyways, Fourth um, of July they shoot fireworks off, and uh, I went out there earlier that day and was just shooting off some fireworks, at like ten or twelve, somewhere around there, and uh, shot some off and just kind of dipped out. Well, this was like during the dry season, which was well, it's July. Yeah, it's hot and dry. Hot and dry, yeah. Anyways, we go inside, and then about, I don't know, 20, 10, 20 minutes later, and all you hear are fire trucks pull up. And then like they're like, oh, my gosh, the woods are on fire next to the uh, school. And it's just like a big blaze of fire. Apparently, well, they hadn't shot off the fireworks yet at the stadium, you know. So apparently the ones I shot off landed in, <laughs> in, in the woods and caught the woods on fire. So they had delayed the fireworks for like two hours. Oh, good job. <laughs> good well, job. Well done, sir. Well done. Made those firefighters earn their pay that day. Yeah. You know, down here in all July, like you, they don't shoot off until night. So it's like eight yeah. o'clock at night before they shoot them off. Mm-hmm. So that pushed all the way back to like 10 o'clock. <laughs> okay. Some 12 year old shooting fucking Roman candles. <laughs> yeah. Hey, t- this coming from the dumbass that out. tried to make a Roman candle Gatlin gun. I made them. Ev- I just you did. That I still had shot them off. I'm so everybody, glad you didn't. Everybody has told you that's a terrible fucking idea. I think it'll be awesome. All right, just just know Ashley will find you less attractive when you have like missing <laughs> tip of your finger. <laughs> Bullshit. He had it strapped where it'd go from like his elbow to his wrist. He's not going to have an arm. Probably fair. Hey, you know you got a nickname at work. Look, if you blow your arm off, you can't jerk off anymore. I'm just saying. Depends I'm, on which hand. He had two. No, just two of the little Gatlin guns. That's fair. He, had, he, he was going to lose both of them. Anyways. All right. Here we go. Last little bit. Everyone ready? Yeah. Well, hold on. I, I want to talk about the files that, that Jennifer gave Brian. That, that connects. That connects. So, first of all, isn't that kind of a shitty plan? You're closing down firehouses to build community centers. I, I can't see there being a lot of money in that. Seems kind of dumb. I mean, I don't I could be wrong. Maybe donors. And, and secondly... Helps you get elected. This mayor. goes back to, this goes back to uh, the whole the whole uh, parole hearing thing. Brian and Rimgill aren't fucking police officers; they're arson investigators. Mm-hmm. Well, one's an arson investigator, one's his assistant. <laughs> well, once once I guess he's still technically a probie. I mean, just like your assistant to the detectives. That's true. I, I mean, I, I <laughs> good at, good at getting coffee, huh? He knows he knows which detectives want cream and sugar. Which ones don't? But what's your wait? What, what, so are you talking about him getting the files? Like that's the whole point. It's like he shouldn't be getting files anyway. No, he's not I, a cop. I'm, why is he looking into it? Why doesn't he look at that and go, "Oh shit, there's a bunch of fraud and stuff here. Why don't I just go ahead and take this to the police and let somebody because, with because the detectives in Chicago are about as effective as the ones in Opelika. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably fair. <laughs> that's funny. 
All right. Here we go. Last little bit. <clears throat> All right. A call comes in and the engines take off. Brian grabs a kit and rides with them. On the way, Brian's fire truck flips and he has to run to the blaze. Brian comes to find Stephen and Axe arguing, trying to explain why he set the fires. Why he set the fires, killed the men, and Swayzak was closing down firehouses for money. Axe set the fire. Axe set the fire that injured Tim too. The roof begins to collapse and they scatter. As Brian escapes, an explosion forces him into a flooded elevator shaft, where Stephen, where Stephen finds and save, saves, Jesus saves him. They find Axe and they stand, and, and the standoff ends when an explosion collapses the bridge they're on, with Stephen ho- holding himself and Axe. Hold on one second. There we go. Steven. Let me go, Paul. You go. We go. Steven. (laughs) You go, we go. I get the whole camaraderie thing. I I do. Um, It's real big in in law enforcement, first responders in general, EMTs. It doesn't matter. We're, We're all... We're always there for each other, but then, then blue line and all then that hole. You're literally holding a, a, another 200 pound or 180 pound guy by one arm. You go, we go. You're not gonna have. You're sitting there holding your body weight, and somebody else is up by one arm. You're not gonna yeah. be thinking of shitty one liners. All right, so <laughs> they fall, and axe lands on barrels. Barrels on fire, and presumably, presumably dies. I mean, actually, don't see him. Stephen lands on another ramp and is injured. Brian finally steps up, sees the beast, and saves Stephen, who is finally proud of him. Stephen asks Brian not to tell not to tell anyone it was Axe, and he dies in the ambulance as Brian admits he needs Brian admits he needs him around. A huge funeral procession is held as both men are honored. Brian and Rimgale are seen delivering evidence to indict Swayzak. It ends with Brian at station seventeen. A call comes in and he rides out with the crew, helping the new probe he fix his jacket, just like Stephen did for him. Huh. Is that how that ends? <laughs> I literally stopped watching like 30 minutes before whatever that was. <laughs> and then there was some little information at the very end. They had like a... I think it was like 1 million uh, something. Yeah, it says there, the there are over 1,200,700 200, active firefighters in the U.S. today, and that was in 91. I googled, and according to the NFPA, National Fire Protection Association... In 2018, there were 1,115,000 active firefighters, which is 85,700 less 20 years later. Goddamn cutbacks for community centers. <laughs> That's what it is. So can we... That last fire scene was incredible. Uh, that, the whole uh, thing, yeah. It was, pra- just, it was practical effects oh, it was all, all yeah, over. There was no, no CGI. It yep. was all done practically. When I actually Googled this, one of the cool little things they would do is Ron Howard was like, how do you... How do you reshoot a set after you've burned burned it. the bitch to the ground yeah. so they used uh fire retardant paint and materials mm-hmm. so that they could put it out reset it and reuse it a couple of times before it was all gone i also so. read let's see that all the practical effects are incredible i love that um william baldwin and kurt russell they got double credited in this film for not only acting but they did they, they did their own they stunts. Did a lot of their own stunts nice and, and that they bit actually, of, Sorry, go ahead. They actually did a lot of training with fire with yeah. firefighters. They spent like a month living in a in a firehouse in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine the liability on this film? Because that is all real fire. Yeah. Can you imagine trying to get insurance for like fucking Brad Pitt to be like? So look, we're gonna. So here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna set a bunch of well known actors on fire. 
But it's okay well, because no, no, they're no. going to be wearing fire retardant suits. One of them is just a Baldwin brother. You can't call them <laughs> retardants anymore. <laughs> it's not fireproof. It's fire resistant. Fire resistant. I think that hard R is okay there. Anyways. For God's sakes. Um, wow. <laughs> I mean, I guess you can call the Baldwin brothers retardants, but I mean, like, I don't know. <laughs> oh, Jesus. So, you know, they, when they film, <laughs> I'm just going to keep going. When they film that uh, that funeral scene at the end, when they're oh, taking. Wait, 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 I'm going to get to that. Let me ask you this, because you might actually have the elevator shaft. When he jumps in the elevator shaft and it's full of water. Why? Anyone got any, like, why was it full of water? Because wouldn't it have leaked out, like. If I guess that's the, where the water hoses were coming in. And because was no of, um, here, I can give you a, a literal, very good reason for that. Willing suspension of disbelief in this Ron Howard film. That's kind of what I thought. There you go. I didn't really want to believe that, but... Cause my, How full was it? He was floating. Uh, yeah, he was floating. Really? Was, yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you really not finish the movie? I really turned it off. Jeez, that's not... You can't fucking do that. <laughs> I took four Avo PMs, and it was magical. <laughs> Dude, you gotta watch the movie. I did. I watched the better part of it. <laughs> <laughs> Why do we hang out with him? I don't know. Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> All right. So <clears throat> I, think, I f- think he's fucking with us right I now. Don't, I, really, I do. really don't know. I can't tell. He's fucking with us. <laughs> so here's here's a funny thing. Uh they do the funeral procession I, and I know why they do bagpipes because it's just the traditional thing, but it is kind of weird because McCaffrey is an Irish name and of course Chicago is a hugely Irish city, so why would you have... Is it? I thought it was full of Puerto Ricans. No, no, that's New York. Okay. Yeah. Or Miami. No, that's Port Authority. Port Authority. <laughs> but no, um, I just, I mean, I love backpacks. Don't get me wrong. I just, I think it was kind of interesting they'd use them for a huge uh, Irish procession, you know? Of course, I, don't, I mean, what do, what do Irish people play, like? Potatoes and pans? You've heard bagpipes? They got hot potatoes probably. Somebody play, play bagpipes live. Like, yeah, 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 th- yeah. Well, I mean, at funerals, I, not, I went no. to a, I went to a corn concert, and they, <laughs> they played it live. Nice, yeah. So the that, lead singer uh, really plays it. Well, you know, Dropkick Murphys, you know, they'll use it. Yeah, mm-hmm. oh yeah, mm-hmm. Kiss Me, I'm shit faced. I love that song. <laughs> so that funeral procession, song. they actually got um, they they got a bunch of firefighters to come in as extras mm-hmm. and to actually be in that uh, procession. Oops, sorry. Um, right. I think it was like 3,000 or something like no, that. It was, no, I thought no, it was. I think no, it was a huge number. I really hope there was no fires that day. <laughs> <laughs> but they did a casting call and got a bunch of people to come in and do that. But um, having unfortunately been to a um, line of duty death funeral, mm-hmm. that's actually, that seems pretty fucking accurate. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. I mean, I, I've been to a, a veteran who died. And yeah, they they had the bagpipes too. Yeah, I mean that's well, that's, that's I should I should have looked up the history of why it's a bagpipe. There, I mean I don't know why. I like it because that was the instrument they played in Ireland, Scotland. Yes, bagpipes, bagpipes are Scottish. Scottish. They can still play it in Ireland too. I mean they can, yeah. but it's just not like <clears throat> it's not traditional. Yeah, that's I, that's just right. a weird All thing. Right. I don't know. I'm gonna Google it. Fuck it. <laughs> Here he goes. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I was just saying, thinking but, about the bagpipes in Ireland. I, you know, it wasn't most of the Irish killed off and the Scottish moved in there? I don't know. Did you lose oh, your family the in the potato famine? <laughs> Actually, we did come over here in the potato famine. That so, is true. Before we, do our, before we do our ratings and stuff, I do have a, a fire story that I want to tell. 
Um, Chris, you were probably too old for this. Um, but who remembers playing regular Nintendo? <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> had one. I can't remember the name of the game, but it was. I remember it was a baseball game where you had you would go on a hot streak. It was kind of like um, like MLB or something like that. Yeah, I don't remember what it was. It wasn't MLB, but if you threw like if you got on a hot streak and you threw a fastball, it was literally like go on fire fastball. If you threw a knuckleball, it was like nine balls would pop up on the. That's screen. baseball simulator one thousand. <laughs> <Is it? laughs> yeah, it's the one where you hit the ball too and it shakes the ground. I can't remember that much. I just remember the game, vaguely remember the game, but I do remember the fastball and that it would catch on fire. So Yeah, that um, was a baseball simulator 1000. That so was a good game. When uh, when when we were little, we took a baseball and we put it in a uh, gallon jar full of gasoline and sealed it in there for like three days. Because you know, that's what you do. Apparently. Because we're, we're smart. Okay. One day, we pulled it out of the shed because we had to hide it from my grandmother because she would have thrown that damn thing away and probably beat her ass. So she was the principal. Basically. <laughs> damn you. <laughs> so me and my cousin go out with this baseball and a pair of welding gloves, and we light it on fire, and we're throwing it back and forth behind the house. It's actually kind of cool. I'm not going to lie. It, it was kind of cool until my grandfather caught us. Oh, superintendent. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> no, drunken janitor. <laughs> yeah, we got a we got the shit beat oh, out of us. Oh, there you go, that. <laughs> that was back when he had hair on his head. Uh, that's funny. Yeah, we got it. We got the shit beat out of us over that one. Oh my god, a little much. Had a paddle. They definitely believed in corporal punishment at that. Hey, place. look, some of the some of the punishment that that I got as a kid would be considered child abuse today. That's terrible, but okay. Um, all right, well, let's keep moving on then. Uh, we'll do final thoughts and ratings. Uh, Chris, I guess we'll start with you, man. Start with you. With the yeah, okay. Um, you know, it wasn't that bad of a movie. I mean, it's one I could watch again later on in life. But, you know, it, it's... It, I agree, it doesn't hold up over time. But I think, you know, watching it back then... And then catching it now, you know, it, it's like a bunch of other movies you probably watch, like, you know, Goonies, mm-hmm. stuff like that, where, like, if you took somebody younger to watch it, they'd be like, what? this is so stupid, you know? But I could still watch it. So I, I'll give this a probably a 3.5. 3.5 beers? That's Chris. Okay, that's fair. Let me see your hands. Yeah, none of the back of them. Yeah, you know, the burns. Oh, the burns? <laughs> the burns all over my arms. Yeah. yeah, I got burns all over my arms. Fire's From- alive. No, I work in restaurants. So. The animals come to get you. You know what's really bad is I don't even feel the burns anymore. Like it's just literally like I touch something hot, the next thing I know I got like a blister or something like right there. You're dead on the outside as well as the inside. Is that what you're telling us? <laughs> yes, exactly. I think herpes is kind of like that. Like you stop feeling it after a while, <laughs> <laughs> the bumps pop up. Was Tucker, can can you confirm? That's personal nope. experience, isn't it? <laughs> All right, Trey. What are, what are your thoughts? Well, the first two-thirds of the movie were Jesus. not very good. <laughs> Except for the last 30 minutes, apparently. I wouldn't know. It was a cool twist ending. What, what the fire becoming a, a real boy? I mean, I guess if that's what you told me. I stopped listening to this, too. <laughs> it's probably smart. Uh, out of five, five beers, I'm going to give it four and a half. It was pretty unbearable. Really? Yeah, it's not realistic. 
I can't get over the fucking tank top and, and the fucking <laughs> Kurt Russell. He might have just come from Little China. You don't know. He had I, big he trouble there. I think he dropped Goldie Hawn off in that fucking boat. He probably did. <laughs> <laughs> fucking overboard reference there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, he had some big trouble in Little China, and then he had to go back to get his shift at the fire department in Chicago. He had a major ego. But, but hell didn't come with him this time. Not this time. See, that's the one movie he didn't wear a fucking tank top. He Snake. did wear a tank top in Where? that movie. Where? Uh, it's in one of the little home scenes. I don't think so. He did. He wore a tank top in that movie. It wasn't, I don't know it what you're talking about. What's, what? Tombstone. Oh, yeah. You tell him I'm coming, and, and hell's, hell's coming, coming with me. me. I've sat in the movie in like 30 years. The best line in there. I'm your Huckleberry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, Tucker. Um... So I'm kind of torn on this movie for a couple of reasons because when you watch it just to turn your brain off and and, and relax, it's a, it's a fun movie. The fire is really cool. Um, but when you sit down and watch it to analyze it, and, and I don't want to say poke plot holes, but you start noticing little mm-hmm. little things like Rim Gale and, and Brian pretending like they're cops and... Uh, the guy wearing the face mask, getting his face burned off yet, like the guy not wearing it, you know, he's totally fucking fine. Yeah, stuff like stuff like that. <laughs> you know, you, you think they go into these scenes without their their protective gear on, they don't pass out. It, it there's a bunch of little problems with the movie. I mean, it's it's a hot fucking mess to be honest. The coolest part about the movie is the fire. The characters are pretty one dimensional throughout so the throughout the whole movie. So. From a review standpoint, yeah, this movie's pretty bad. It, it's at least a three and a half beer movie. Wow. Okay. Let's see. And for me, um, you know, I, I have to mirror a lot of the stuff you said. Like, I, I and we didn't. We, we always forget to ask the first time we saw the movie. Um, but I, I know, you know for, if you would put that in your show notes, I should put it, but it, yeah. it never makes it in there. You need. I need to add it. So, like, anyways, last night. Hmm? Last night. <laughs> the first time you ever saw it. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. I mean, it wasn't a very good movie, so apparently, like, I didn't miss anything. You've seen it before, right? Yeah, I think uh, going back to uh, Once Upon a Time in America. Oh, your dad? This is, yeah, my dad's a huge Robert De Niro fan, so, you know, we had to uh, watch it. Just pause it. We'll cut it out. So, yeah, I uh, my thoughts are I mirror a lot of stuff that you've already said. Uh, it's just, it's... <laughs> I remember seeing this for the first time uh, years ago, and just it was kind of offhanded watching, like it wasn't. I wasn't reviewing it, and so sitting here watching it and having to type all the notes out and everything, I was just like, for it, it drags. Uh, as I said, the fire is the best character. Everyone else is fairly one-dimensional, and it just, just I don't know, man. Like it wasn't as much fun as I remember it being. So uh, that being said, I think that I would probably give it um, four beers. So, real quick question I want to ask. Tucker, What what is it, as your wife said, why she likes it so much? Or do you know why? Is it the so, shower scene? <laughs> That's pretty much it. <laughs> so, that, going with a, with a uh, three and a half, four and a half, three and a half, and a four, uh, four even, it comes out to a 3.875, which is pretty pretty low on the list of movies that we've done so far. How's that list coming along that you've not done yet? <laughs> Uh, well, I still have the stack of papers over here that, that <laughs> shows them all. Stacking them all. We'll just start pinning them on the wall. Hey, hey yeah. I'm cool with it. Uh, the wife might get a little pissed off at me, though. Ah, who cares? She doesn't come down here. That's true. Um, she literally has a stack of papers. <laughs> I know. I told you I did. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, what are we, we going to do next week? So, next week we decided on Chris's suggestion, which is... Wait, why is the he suggesting tells- again? Like, because he picked like two shitty movies. 
and brought the <laughs> shitty beers. That's true too. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't uh, know why. Well, because we, I feel bad for the old. Dude. Is this gonna be like turd flavored fucking like hard water? <laughs> no, we're doing hard seltzers. It's, hard uh, seltzers. It's gonna be Goat Island goat piss. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, and not to not to we're not delving into any, any, we're not gonna say who or anyone, but we we have some restrictions. It was me. It was me. I can't drink. <laughs> we have some restrictions coming up. We can't have alcohol. So it, though I think the alcohol episode is one of our best episodes. There's and it's actually, no we. It's a straight him. It's it's trending. It's trending strong. And so we we're, we're gonna try to do something different and do hard seltzer. But we have a time frame on this. You yeah. know, and all of our wives drink this. You get this. drunk and you hang out with like you know a little kid. You know, like and people don't want to drink anymore. That is, you were throwing so many people off on this. Um, again, I want to thank everyone that that's listening to us. Uh, you know, I looked the other day. We have, I think I told y'all, we have we've got listeners in Scotland, Amsterdam, uh, of course, uh, uh, England, Australia, Canada. Yeah. Didn't you say we had one in Argentina? Yeah, we got one. One popped up in Argentina, yeah. like northern Argentina. That's kind of that's kind of getting kind of close to Colombia, so, isn't it? I I don't want to copy other Brazil. Po- podcast too much but i'm trying to think of a way to like i'm thinking if we can get start getting followers on like twitter or uh um instagram maybe shouting them out if mm-hmm. they if yeah. they follow us yeah they'll use their real we'll, name because tucker named names last week oh, jesus <laughs> what uh, uh, God damn, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> all right so that being said guys find us on on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Yeah, our web, our webpage is theguysreview.simplecast.com. Uh, you can email us at theguysreviewpod at gmail.com. Instagram is at theguysreviewpod. And our Facebook page is facebook.com slash theguysreview. Everything links to everything else. Um, hey, send us your suggestions. Like us. Comment. Um, if your suggestion gets picked, we're going to give you a shout out. So, you know, keep yeah. doing it and we'll, uh, we'll see you all next time. Thank you so much for listening. This has been the guy's review of Backdraft. Smells like farts in here. Love is a burning thing.